You're listening to an Anazal Ministries podcast. Intelligence, wisdom, strength, and boyish good looks. These are the four elements that make up our host today, giving us the unique capabilities to talk about one of the greatest fantasy worlds ever created. And if you haven't guessed it, Avatar The Last Airbender. Uh, we're going to kick off our Avatar discussion on with Season 1, entitled Book 1 Water. Um, we're just going to be exploring Season 1, our experiences, themes of the show, and just how awesome it is. Um, this is Systematic Ecology. We are the Priest of the Geeks, and my name is Nick, and I'm here with two of our boyishly good-looking hosts, Christian and Kino. Uh, Kino, how are you doing? I'm sexy. Okay, just remember Ooh. that. Okay, I'm sexy, um, but no, outside of being sexy, I'm well. Good. I'm well. Yeah, I can confirm the sexiness. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Christian, what about you? Not quite feeling sexy, but I'm feeling pretty dang good today. You know? Oh, I like it. Pretty dang good. I'll kind of meet in the middle. I'm feeling, uh, you know, cute. I'm feeling, I'm, I'm feeling pretty cute today. Hey, you know? there you okay. Keeps good. Yeah. Yeah, feeling pretty cute. Uh, so we're, we're, we're all feeling good, different varying degrees of, of good here. Um, but uh, my fine gentlemen, before we dive into uh, our discussion on Avatar, we're going to talk about what we've been nerding out lately. Um, and we'll start, uh, Christian, what have, what have you been nerding out on? Well, I shared this with the recording we did last night, but I'm still doing it, so I might as well keep going here. Uh, I am replaying Kingdom Hearts from the very beginning using, you know, 1.5, 2.5. So I yeah. just finished Atlantica, got into Halloween Town, and I'm having a grand old time. Man, those those early Kingdom Heart games, man, just there's nothing like them. Uh, so good. Mm -hmm. Akino, what about you, man? <sighs> I have just finished playing Grand Theft Auto V like three days ago. Just replayed the whole the whole thing just i was like wow this is fast this is a fun game this is a fun game <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. it really does speak to how awesome gta is that gta 5 even after like what over 10 years or something like that that, that game it'll be, still yeah it'll be 10 years in september 10 years in september okay so 2013 crazy absolutely nuts it's rockstar skyrim essentially a hundred percent. Yeah. 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 Uh, and I have been, I think I said this in my last episode too, but I was just still on the Ted Lasso thing. Addicted to it. Love it. Just, I'm in the middle of season two now. Just me and my wife have just been binging it and we've just like, our house is falling apart because we're just ignoring all of our <laughs> responsibilities. So we can, we're like, okay, let's microwave some dinner and watch Ted Lasso for five hours. You know, I think we can all agree that Avatar is one of those feel good shows. Um, it is the best show. Ah, so good. It Lots is the best show Ooh, the that best show. Nickelodeon has ever produced. Okay. That, that Nickelodeon has put a lot out there, but, but this is, this is, this is, <laughs> This is one of the best shows that Nickelodeon has taken. And this is taken from someone who who grew up with Nickelodeon from the early, early, early days. Um, I'm not going to recount all the stuff that I remember. Um, but I remember that there was a game show and that was slime on the game show. Oh yeah. Um, that was that was that was uh summer camp and there were slime at summer camp. That <laughs> <laughs> so so i i've been i've been, been with nickelodeon for the long haul um and uh that i i'm sorry you can, you can you can disagree with me argue all you want i don't care but i'm saying that this is this is one of the best shows that nickelodeon has ever produced ever and fight me on it let's do it i think that christian and i would have your back on that and 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 uh oh yeah you know when just fight people with you or at least hype you up so you could beat up people. And then we'll just be in the background, hyping you up, uh, encouraging you. But yeah, all of us, you know, grew up at various stages of the nineties, uh, you know, came up of age there maybe somewhere in the early two thousands and whereabouts. And so we all have experienced Nickelodeon, right. From the game shows to salute your shorts to, uh, I'm trying to think, uh, 
Kablam to SpongeBob, um, all of these things. And I think that, you know, that mid 2000 when Avatar um, came in, it was something unique, unique to Nickelodeon as far as quality, um, you know, as far as good writing and animation and uh, humor and just bringing that Nick and still bringing that Nickelodeon esque um, charm to it um, while, while it being unique and stuff. But um, I guess with that, did y'all experience um, Nickelodeon or sorry, Nickelodeon Avatar as it was released as a part of your Nickelodeon experience, whether you were a young adult, a teenager or a younger um, or did you come to it later in life um, as the show came to various streaming services like a kind of. Yeah, go ahead. No, I realize in, in talking to you all, I, I, I seen a lot of this stuff live and in action. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> live in action. I had to wait every week. I can't remember what day used to come on, um, but I used to wait every week just just for it to drop. And um, that first season, you this was no longer a kitty show. This was not a kitty show. Like you, this was not. Um, Care Bears of My Little Pony, or I can't think of any other show. No, this 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 was this was like literally, and this is my opinion. I think this was um, uh, the U.S. attempt into manga or anime. I should say more, more specifically, anime. Agreed. Agreed. Um, yes, with this particular show, and and what I believe what they did with this show is that they have just created their own subset and their own lane for United States manga. I really do. I really do. I think, I think this, this set them apart for everything else. If, if you're asking me. Yeah. Agreed wholeheartedly. Um, I think I can't remember. It's Brian Konietzko is one of the co-creators and I can't remember the other guy's name is escaping me. If anyone remembers, um, I can't remember, but they explicitly talk about how anime influenced the way that they animated and wrote things. And they said it's avatar is, is a hundred percent and is, is an, basically an ode to anime. Um, so yeah, I agree. And it, and it, I think it, pulled it off really well and contributed to the quality of the show. Um, but what about Michael you, Chris? Dante DiMartino. There it is. Michael, Michael D. And I think people, I listened to the avatar braving the elements, like official Nickelodeon podcast. And I think they also call him Mike D as a, you know, as a kind of homage to Mike D from the beastie boys, which is also really fun. Uh, yeah. Uh, as for me, I was never really a Nickelodeon kid growing up. We didn't get that kind of cable until I was about maybe eight or nine. And this would have been 98, 99. So I grew up being more of a, a Fox Kids or a WB. And then eventually when we got Cartoon Network more there, then I never really looked at Nickelodeon too much. But when I got into college, they had this you know, fanciful thing that I was out on my own called TiVo. And it allowed me, because back in the day, children... There used to be this concept of you had to watch something live to catch it. Otherwise, there were these things called reruns. So you weren't able to look at it unless you were there at that present time. But then TiVo changed the world forever. DVR. And I was able to record Avatar on Nickelodeon because I'd always heard about it from other people. Who said, oh, this is amazing. You should watch it. It's totally your thing. And I'm like, well, where do I start? What happens here? And And eventually... It just started from season one at one point in time and said, okay, I'm committing to it. I'm going to watch it episode by episode as they're rerunning it. Fell in love. I, I, not to show my cards at the, at the table already, but I love this series so much. It is overall a 10 out of 10. I won't rate, rate this book a 10 out of 10. So how the math works out after that, I don't know. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you know, I didn't even think... I didn't even think about ratings, which we've done in the past, but this, I mean, you know, this, this, like you said, the series 10 out of 10, um, overall, I don't know if there's a bad episode, except maybe, uh, the, uh, the great divide when I'm sure we could, we might jump on that for a second in here and see what our opinions are about that episode. But, you know, for me, I grew up watching Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon. Those were kind of like my two main ones. And I dabbled in Fox Kids and and WB, mostly for like, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon and Digimon and stuff like that. 
um, for the WB and Fox Kids stuff. And then uh, Cartoon Network, I've just really been attracted to that like unique, like late mid to late nineties, like edgy kind of humor where it's pushing, pushing the line, even for kids. Like if people don't know the history of like the Powerpuff Girls, they were originally going to release the Powerpuff Girls on Cartoon Network as like a kid show and call them like the kick-ass girls. Like that's what they were going to call them. And it's like, that's great. Right. It would have. And it's crazy that that's something that like, could you imagine if a kid show came out and they called that like the same kind of people would be upset. They'd be like, what happened to our values? And la, la, la. So anyway, I really liked that type of humor. And Nickelodeon had that with, you know, their various shows like Sp- early to SpongeBob, Fairly Odd Parents. And so for some reason, though, um, I had never watched Avatar. Um, and I think I was on a church retreat with my family somewhere when I was 11 or 12. And I remember I was just, everyone had gone hiking and I did not enjoy hiking at the time. And I just stayed alone in the cabin and turned on the TV and saw the episode. I, I think it's season two where they go into the library where they find the library mm-hmm. in the desert. And I remember mm-hmm. I was like, this show's amazing. Um, oh, yes. From that point on, I, I think I went in just, Every time Nickelodeon came on, I paid attention to, you know, eight, seven central, you know, et cetera, you know, <laughs> new episodes and figured out when the reruns were as you do as a kid. Um, and just, and kept up with it ever since. Um, yeah. And probably rediscovered it in college when streaming services started becoming more popular. So I knew about it then and then returned to it as it started showing up on streaming services. Um, it, it, yeah, so for me, it's 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 beautiful to see the evolution and the growth, the organic growth of Avatar that has happened. Because again, I, I remember watching it originally on Nickelodeon, dropping yeah. every week, and it is it, 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 it. This was a, a again, this was a unique show, but but like the podcasts and the the books and all that stuff, none of that stuff was was available then (laughs) there was no there was no and so how they came up with this series again and and to draw people in and and i'm going to i say this a lot on the episodes that i'm on because i believe in the things that i'm saying and i'm telling you that this is a this is a damn damn good uh series period um The, the whole the whole shebang and and excluding the live action movie from M Night Shyamalan who we would never talk about ever again that's just <laughs> never <laughs> <talk about. laughs> yep. there is no movie in Ba Sing Se that, that, yeah there's there <laughs> but 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 to to think about like how much people have now grown in love with this and and. Like funny enough, my own kids actually like the show. I, I we watched it when they were kids, um, with them just and it was ah, oh, this was a fun this was a fun show. Gosh. Man, y'all bring me back. Y'all bring me back. I'm old. <laughs> no, I love that you brought that up because I've heard people, you know, some the um Janet Varney who plays the voice of Cora and Legend of Cora, and then Dante Bosco who plays Zuko. And their podcast talk about, you know, people growing up and now watching it with their kids. And I haven't met anyone who's had that experience. And so you're you're my first like personal connection to that. So it's really cool to hear like, yeah, that's that's really happening. And that sounds um like incredible to just see something yeah. you loved and your kids experiencing. And I'm I'm guessing they enjoy it too. Yeah. They they enjoy it to the point where they like like it's 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 one thing to be able to, you know, give them, but like to give them something from your own childhood um, and to, to, to watch them also enjoy it as much as you did was a fun, a fun experience that I will never forget. I'll never forget. Now they don't, they don't like it no more. Cause if I sit down and watch Avatar, which after this episode, I might sit down and we watch this whole thing over again. Just, yeah, mm. just, just because, like, <laughs> just to only get to the last, the last season. <laughs> mm. Okay, I'm gonna be quiet, be quiet, because we're on book one. 
Um, but yeah, that's that's this is this is this is damn. This is a fun show. This is it's fun. This is a fun series, and I hate I hate that we only doing book book one. But I'm also excited because we're gonna talk. We're gonna be talking about this for some time because yeah, yeah. when this mm-hmm. new series drops too oh, on yeah. Netflix. Mm, okay. Okay. All right. Okay. And, and there's a movie coming out, you know, uh, as the av- team avatar as young adults. Um, yes. Which will be very exciting. Wait, I'm, sh- wait, be, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. You, you tell me something I didn't know. There's a movie yeah. coming out. So yeah, for, after uh, Paramount plus, I think. Yeah. So right during COVID, like, you know, Avatar experienced like a renaissance where everyone was streaming stuff and like people were rewatching Avatar. And then, of course, you know, there was way more new fans and uh, basically Nickelodeon just decided to dump all their money into uh, the two co-creators. And they were like, give us more Avatar content. And there's like there's like a five or 10 year plan now of just like content that's going to be coming out. And we're talking about like original animation, original voice actors, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, that's, that's, yes. Oh, oh, yes. I'm all for it. Oh, you telling me something I did not know. This is, oh, this is good. Yeah, this is, this is good. This is. (laughs) Yeah. So listeners who love, I mean, if, if you're, I'm sure your reaction is similar to Kino. So there you go. You got some stuff to look forward to and you can cry, laugh, watch it with your kids, whatever you want to do. It'll be a good time. And then come back to systematic ecology and hear us uh, talk about it. Uh, Oh, yes. So, you know, I think most of the people on here will probably be familiar with Avatar. It's such a cultural phenomenon. But um, for those of people who are listening who aren't familiar, why don't we give our like, you know, I don't know, I don't our little summary of your little pitch, you know, to somebody, if you want to watch this out there, like, I don't know what Avatar is. And you're like, here, I'll tell you what it's about. Uh, g- give me, give me that pitch, Christian. Give me oh. your pitch for this. No, let me go first. 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 Okay. Me go okay. first. I'm like, I didn't even think about this, but I got one. I got one. I'm sorry. Chris. I'm sorry. Chris. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I will recuse myself and allow Kino to go first. I thank you. I thank you. I, I appreciate it. Um, here's my pitch. If you want to watch a wholesome, fun, witty, cartoon that also will teach you life lessons that will if you really think about it that you can use in everyday um, life and have serious discussions and and talks from a cartoon because I'm emphasizing this cartoon because that's that's how it was viewed when it was released it was a cartoon oh yeah uh, that that th- this this is not just a cartoon even though it is nickelodeon it's it's literally it's it's friendship it's uh adventures it's love it's romance it's friends it's enemies enemies becoming friends it is redemption and that is what this show is like there is nothing else that in terms of a cartoon and i, and I keep saying it because i want to emphasize that that you wouldn't think that this would come from a cartoon but it it did. And that's why this show slash series is good the way it is. Yeah. Mm, well said. Uh, I'm convinced. I'm going to, I might jump on the, uh, <laughs> I might go on the, I might join you on the rewatch there. Dang, the rewatch is fun. Rewatch is fun. All right, Christian, Christian. Go for it. Give it's us your okay, pitch. You know. uh, look, I know you and I love you. <laughs> I love you too. Sir. I, I love you, you sir. I can't contain you. Neither would I want to. <laughs> <laughs> well, Appreciate that. I mean, yeah, as far as summer goes, because that was great. You want to hype someone else to watch this? Go for it. And that's exactly the way to do it. But like summary wise, like imagine a world where people are divided through these essentially four tribes. You have air, earth, fire and water. And not everyone can wield these elements, but a lot some people can. They're known as benders. And there's one person out of all of them that can wield all powers at once called the Avatar. And it's their job to establish peace on this world, to make sure all the nations work together well. But a hundred years ago, the Fire Nation rose up, tried to kill the Avatar, and he's gone missing. And now the world doesn't know what to do as they're constantly at war with each other. There's no one to balance them. And now he's come back. And what can he do? Ooh. Ended on the cliffhanging question there too. What what can what can he do? 
What? Oh, that's well said, sir. Well Thanks, said. Sir. Yeah, I think I just pick up on both of those things, especially, you know, because I feel like everyone talks about people who are benders, you know, to talk about this world that's inspired by East Asian and indigenous, you know, native communities where people can bend, can shoot fire from their fists or make water, you know, do blood bending or shoot air and fly and, you know, take earth and make rock armor and stuff, you know, because I'm, I'm a big action guy. And so to, to emphasize that and then talk about, you know, the wholesomeness and the adventure of the show where it's literally has all these deep, tough things where it explores like war and, and death and family and broken relationships, but in a way that's like appropriate for literally all ages. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like, and just kind of piggybacking off of what both y'all said to add to my pitch um, and slash summary. Yeah. So all these elements are here, but book one is season one is uh, called water. So uh, as you can imagine, there's water all over the place, right? We begin the show with Katara and Sokka of the Southern Water Tribe uh, attempting to fish on their canoe when they encounter a mysterious iceberg that contains an airbender named Aang, who, spoiler alert, uh, we learn is the lost avatar, as a, as a, a Christian hinted at. Um, but why is it such, why is water in the way that they, you know, did this why is it such a great beginning to this series and also why is it such a great beginning to set off the domino effect on how we understand water in the avatar verse in book one and then as we go through the uh, through book one it seems like um how they did the story they understood that the characters would have to grow through the journey that they are experiencing because if if you think about in book one especially in episode one um and then getting to i forgot what episode it is but when they finally make it to the northern tribe what did, wait, did, wait, did they make it to the northern tribe in book one i don't, mm-hmm. I don't remember yeah they do that's, that's the end okay, of book okay. one Yes, yes. And when they finally make it to the Northern Tribe, that you see where these worlds have been divided, even though they are together. And so you see also how these kids try to make sense of the world that's around them because all they knew was war. That's all they knew was war. They heard stories of war. They've seen war. They experienced war. And to then come to to then be exposed to someone who never knew war and to try to tell them about the war that's going on, all because they have been gone. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a it's a hard pill to swallow, but 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 if you think about why water is so important, because water can take on the form of anything, no matter how it is put under pressure or how it's heat up or how is it cooled down it still is the same substance it's just the impact is different depending on what is experienced mm-hmm. mm, i like that last part a lot yeah yeah i think the focus on water too is really important it's, it's the season two quote but iroh brings up uncle iroh says that water is the element of change and what happens here, because of a water bender, the world is changed forever by Katara freeing Aang from the ice, rebeginning his life as the Avatar to get on his mission that he was denied for a hundred years to bring the world to peace again, to have all nations working in harmony with each other as best as possible. And water as well in this series is so important because we see the Fire Nation is so afraid of them because they know, well, if the Avatar ever died, well, the next one is going to be reincarnated uh, in the water, water uh, nation, water tribe. And I think, what is it? Like it's fire, air, water, earth is yeah, the that's order. Right. And like it's very cyclical. And they're just so afraid because they know that if the avatar is trained within the water tribe, then change is coming to where the superiority they have right now, the hold they have of the world is going to end. Ah, oh, yeah. Um, so good. And I had even forgotten about them even anticipating that the next reincarnation of the Avatar would be in the Water Tribe. And it just so happens that the air, it's its not a waterbender, right? It's the airbender uh, Aang, but ends up in the Water Tribe in a way and works to bring about that change, which is really cool. Um, yeah. And I, I think too, 
No, I just think about, um, I really like the idea of the division too, even between the two water tribes. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I even think about when Iroh, I think this might be in season two as well, but maybe not. Um, It might be in season one where Iroh teaches Zuko how to uh, reflect lightning back if someone shoots lightning at them and it's second season. So, so, you know, surprise, surprise. Uh, Sorry, spoiler alert. So, but Iroh has learned, has developed a fire bending technique while watching um, from water bending um, masters, essentially from other, from other techniques. And so I think we get this flow throughout the series where water, at least, at least throughout the series, but I think especially in book one, two, where we're seeing this iceberg right, break and melt um, and bring about the avatar and then flow through. And we see kind of these obstacles breaking and getting out of the way to allow, um, you know, that change, change to flow. Um, and I think it's clever to tie in the avatar, um, cycle as well with the air and the water and the, and earth and fire. As we, as, as we learn later on too, that these divisions and these individual cultures are celebrated, right. But it's this isolation too, um, that brings the downfall of these nations and their division because they're isolated. And we learn later in the legend of Korra and all these things that part of Avatar Aang's before that his bring balance brings more of these cultures together. Um, and I don't know if it would have been as successful or would have flowed as well if it didn't happen in the water tribe and it didn't start um, with water for that and all the various reasons that we've talked about. Um, right. And then if you think if you think about the other three nations, so we couldn't start with air because there was no airbenders. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then if if we would have started off in the Earth Nation, it would have been a hard pill to swallow because mm. the earthbenders are are stubborn. And <laughs> if you ain't open up to them. You know, like, like, and then the fire, the fire, the fire nation is the enemy. So <laughs> it, they had to start with water. They had to have started with water um, to set this whole story up and to introduce us to a world where um, the divisions that we have are actually, are actually what makes us unique as a whole. That that the every part, every piece of the part is needed for the whole to bring balance, and that's why the avatar was there in the first place to bring to bring balance. <laughs> uh, and it's interesting too because in the first season, they meet. Um, it's later on they meet the Fire Nation deserter master Zhang Zhan, and mm-hmm. Avatar. You know, Aang tries to learn fire bending, and he totally screws up and has like a meltdown and has a lot of trauma and like basically rejects learning about it because he doesn't want to hurt people. And so it's interesting that we even see like if things aren't going in the right order, you know, water, earth, fire, air, et cetera, that these things come out of balance and out of line. Also with this idea of fate too, right? Like you were talking about Kino with, you couldn't have literally done, started with air because they're not there. And mm-hmm. if you hadn't started with water, Ang and the Avatar uh, team Avatar wouldn't have been at the Northern Water Tribe when the Fire Nation attacked, right? And you, it wouldn't have triggered Yue to sacrifice herself or Zuko to be there with Iroh. And so you see all these domino effects and this integration of like harmony and fate coming together. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, this last little thing about the water tribe, yeah, is that they what we learn at the end of the first season is that there's strength in unity, being one. Mm. That that what was when the north and on the south, when actually was one and the same, and they. UA sacrificing herself to save everyone because she saved everyone. Like literally, if if the if the northern tribe would have, if the I think correct me if I'm wrong, I can't remember if the temple or what whatever it was, um, then it would throw the whole balance of the world off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If my memory serves me correct, like like if if 
if um once once uh damn what's that general general zao not zao what was he yeah general? Zao. admiral zao. Zao. yeah you admiral zao. admiral zao admiral zao killed the one of the one of the one of the fish in the koi pond that was yin yep. and yang the, once he once he brought once he <laughs> once he messed up the balance in everything it only took the sacrifice of one to bring balance to it all but need not only her sacrifice, but her sacrifice made life possible. That that from <laughs> from that sacrifice, everything else flowed because everything else was an easier sacrifice to do. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, and I, you know, just that unity in UA as sacrificing herself and even being resurrected, right? And at the Avatar being this um, literally incarnation of harmony. And how, um, you know, relating it to even like this idea of Christ and the body of Christ and unity, Mm -hmm. right? With this division Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. then the resurrection and um, the ultimate power and and laying down your life for your friends. And um, even at the the Asian, like the Chinese, um, oh, the letters at the beginning of the show. So this is Avatar The Last Airbender and there's like the Mm -hmm. Chinese that literally translate to the power that has come down to the world. Mm. And so there's, mm. there's lots of parallels you can draw, um, you know, to the salvation of Christ, the unity, the body of Christ, and then of course the incarnation and harmony, et cetera, et cetera. So um, that's really, I love that. So we've, we've, it's so good. It's so good. Uh, we've, <laughs> we've, we've got, we've gotten deep into the waters here. Um, pun intended. <laughs> And, uh, and we talked we hinted at a little bit that this, this was a kid show, right? It was developed to be a children's show. It was received as a children's show. And I think that it's, um, only been, I think diehard fans from the beginning knew there was more there, but I think over time as it's stewed with people and as people return to it, people recognize that it's, it's so much more than that, um, experientially as well as thematically. And so even though it's a children's show written as a children's show, it explores some of these heavy themes that we've touched on, right? War, broken familiar relationships, vengeance, forgiveness, all these things. Um, but what are some of those moments specifically that just hit you so hard that it still sticks with you and it brings you back to wanting to watch the series again? Well, let's start off with a very soft subject and that of course being genocide. (laughs) And... And like early, early on, we know like through background, like the air uh, nomads were wiped out. But like then as soon as Aang goes to the Southern Air Temple to actually see what happened there, he sees Monk Gyatso's bones and the the Fire Nation soldiers that he killed in this last final, his moments there. And he realizes I am alone because of this great evil done in this world. Obviously, it's not shown on screen, you know, the Fire Nation wiping out all the air nomads because this is still a children's show. But you can't just gloss over that. Like an entire people were wiped out because of the Fire Nation's depravity at that point in time. Yeah. Oh, man. When you when Aang goes to the uh, Southern Air Temple and uh, is it the Southern or Northern? Uh, the first one's a Southern. They go to the right. Northern one later on. That's right. So the Southern, and when you see Gyatso skeleton, like you said, you're like, dang, they, they went there. They went there. Yeah. It, it was, um, it, it, it speaks, it speaks to, uh, <laughs> it speaks to the human condition of fear and anxiety will isolate us from the world. Hmm which then puts us in a bubble that only those who truly love us and are curious about what's inside will be able to peek in and get in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, because uh because even in even in this first season <clears throat> you 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 get hints that that this is not just uh indicative to the water tribe and we seen glimpse of of the firebenders and um and i i'm trying not i'm trying to remember please forgive me for not being prepared on this part but i'm trying to remember if we know if we 
uh, learn of Zuko's story in the first season. I don't, I don't, I don't know if we learn his backstory of his scar. Yeah, we do. We get the Agni Kai, <clears throat> yeah, scene, which, by the way, Azula is in the background for that scene, that's, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that's in the episode "The Storm." Yeah, so it is in the first season okay. we learn about that. Yeah, thank you. So, so, so you, what this show really does is it 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 it, it talks about the journey of self self discovery, family dynamics friendship and our responsibility to the greater world mm. and even even in this first season is fascinating um but but again you don't know this because you're watching again i'm going back to what i said earlier a cartoon because <laughs> you're just <laughs> thinking that this is just a little cartoon until you like wait this boy is going through some stuff. Wait, she lost her mama and her grandmama raising her? Oh, okay. That's these folks got some issues. And Zuko and um oh gosh, not Zuko. Um what's Katara's brother? Oh, Sokka. Sokka. Sokka's jokes. Oh yeah. Come on now. <laughs> yeah. But but I, still, yeah. You bring all that up, like they're essentially also performing ethnic cleansing of mm-hmm. benders, like at that same time, the Fire Nation. So you, you you start off in that very cartoonish of like, these guys are evil and there's nothing redemptive about them. And as the time goes on, like we start seeing a bit more of Iroh and Zuko and we say, OK, well, maybe they're just the good ones. And you go, no, that's a terrible line of thinking that there's still people there. There are people above them making terrible decisions, but you're learning more that. Yeah, there are nations out there that do reprehensible things, but it's not all the people inside of its Mm-mm. fault. Mm-mm. No, yeah. no. And and what we begin to see is that if we just talk with our enemy, we will begin to understand how very similar we are if we just mm-hmm. sit down and have a conversation and not argue or shout at each other. The problem, the problem in today's society, and I don't care which side you stand on, sit on, or believe, the issue is that we're all shouting at each other, and no one is sitting down and having a conversation. Mm. Well yeah. said, man. Yeah, bring it, bring it, bring it home, Pastor. I, uh, you know, <laughs> I, uh, I think of the storm as an episode. I brought that up because that's the one that I focused on because it go explores deeper Ang's past. And how he didn't want to be Avatar. He learned that the Fire Nation was coming to attack his home, but not to the extent that they were trying to kill him and commit genocide, right? But he that's why he was frozen. The Avatar saved, saved him. And we learn later, you know, then we learn all this in the storm. And he's trying to basically wrestle with his responsibility again. And he doesn't want to. And he almost gets to a point where... Um, you know, he's in the ocean. He has to save Sokka, who's like on a fishing trip and there's a storm. It's it's basically going to, it's so powerful. It's going to sink the boat that he's in. And Aang goes out with Appa and they basically go through a wave and you see Aang go into the Avatar state and create that circle iceberg thing. And there's like this moment where you're like, oh, dang, is Aang going to run away and hide again? And he overcomes that. Um, and you, like you said, you just see this, this deepening and this is it's not just, oh, I'm alone and lost, but now this loss and isolation, am I going to let that I'd control me and become my identity? Or am I going to break free from that so that I can save my friends, even if it means costing my life or even potentially losing others? And in that same episode, we see um, Zuko wrestling with his past and how he it was... His father, who's insane, right, is this son of, <laughs> you know, this guy who started the whole war and committed genocide, right? And um, that's not who Zuko is, right? He just, he wants to be, he wants to love his dad. He wants to be close with his family. And um, in order to do that, he basically has to do these atrocious things that he just can't bring himself to do. Um, and so we get this other thing where we 
he's experiencing trauma and loss and separation from family. And he's kind of, he, he goes through this, I think probably a lot more deeply throughout the series, but in season one, like you were talking about this, this overcoming of trauma to self-discovery, to move forward, to grow, not just for yourself, but on behalf of others. And then you see Aang trying to befriend Zuko, even though Zuko is basically trying to capture him and destroy him, which is one of the best bits of comedy and one of the the great, uh, just wholesome things throughout the show that develops into their friendship. Um, or I don't know, that's I, I wouldn't call it a friendship, maybe until the end. Um, but we see that develop in their relationship. Um, and I just love that about the show. Um, so I guess that's the thing that hit me hard, but on the opposite thing, opposite side of things, what um, what are some of the more lighthearted things, right? As as deep as deep as this show gets, we also get some of the lighthearted, most lighthearted uh, writing and humor of the show. So I guess for that lightheartedness, what were what were some of those things that kind of stuck out to you that also draw draw you continues to draw you into the show? I think it's the the fortune teller episode where they're having that big old debate of, you know, I've predicted these things. And Sokka's like, no, look at the science behind what's going on here. <laughs> you, you dumb yokels. Like, and of course, he, he in his own Sokka-ish way, being kind of jerky about it instead of, you know, giving information better. But that's what makes it funny is that they're being jerkish. He's a huge jerk. And he's cracking jokes at the same time at their expense, all while Aang and Katara are trying to solve the problem. And he's like, why don't you people just get the science? And I, I can't imagine why I would ever be upset at that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it's so funnily done in this episode. Oh, and it's funny because, you know, the best part is that they both end up being right about what's happening. Right. But just for the, and it's it just makes the irony and the frustration that Sokka experiences all the more hilarious. Yes. I, this, listen, so, so <laughs> I, one of the wholesome things about this whole show was how Sokka was, he, <laughs> he was... He was that guy. He was a ladies' man. Like no doubt. He 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 <laughs> he. Every every season, if I if my memory don't serve me correct, he was talking to some female. Oh yeah. Every season. Yeah. Uh, he that man was, had he game. was hooking up with somebody. He had game. He had game, and so it's like to to and as much as as corny as he was, he he still had game, and them girls liked him because he was comfortable with who he was, and he wasn't going to change. For anybody, that should be a lesson, though. Like, even if you're goofy or funny, embrace that. Embrace the silliness of yourself. Even if one else taking that's taking you serious, don't take yourself serious. Be cool. Be happy about who you are. Because so soccer was. Oh my gosh. I, you care. know my my uh, my draw in <laughs> is also Sokka, You know, for all of the things we've said. But one of the moments that I love, and I can't help but like smile in like a middle school boy because that's. I was essentially like around that age when I saw it for the first time and where Sokka goes to the Kyoshi Island and meets Suki and the Kyoshi Warriors. And he's just a total jerk. And he's like, I'm a guy. I could totally oh, yes. kick your butt and just get <laughs> put in his place. And then they train him. And then at the end when uh, they're fighting and and she kisses him on the cheek. And, you know, I can't help but like just be a little middle school boy again where I was, you know, you're like, that's so sweet. I remember also going through stuff like that and just learning yeah. about, um, you know, just being attracted to people and learning about other people and how relationships work. Um, and Sokka, like you said, just, I think, I think we've all mentioned this, but the way that Sokka does it, he is such a great way to um, measure growing up as an adolescent uh, boy mm -hmm. specifically, but as a, as an adolescent in general. Um, just because it's done so wholesomely. But, you know, he's not perfect. He makes mistakes, but he fumbles his way and it's hilarious. Um, and he's the comic relief as well as the person that experiences love and, and loss, too. So, um, But Sokka, Sokka always had the plan, though. Sokka always had the plan. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. You can say whatever That's you want, but he, he, he will always have a plan ready for you, though. Yeah. That's something new over time that he learned how to do better, like. He doesn't start off as this master strategist, oh. but like over time from like 
adapting to the situations he keeps running into. Like, you know, it's okay. This is how I can handle myself. This is, I know the capabilities of my friends here. I know the capabilities of the people fighting against us. Let's plan around that and make things better for everyone. And that's such a great growth of a journey from some loser, you know, non-bender who in this world is essentially powerless compared that's to right. other benders all the way to like commanding those bent same benders in a fight. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot. I that's I forgot about that parallel. That is so true. He he is he is literally not quote unquote one of the strongest in this universe, but he is one of the strongest characters in this universe that he can stand toe to toe with any bender. And it, it, oh yeah, that's wow. Oh man, yeah, I'm definitely gonna be watching this show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely gonna be watching this show. Got me taking notes because because in 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 one of the great things about rewatching things and and uh, rereading stories and even even rereading the Bible. Oh yeah, is that every time you come across something that you think you know or notice a scene, you will find another jewel hidden that you did not dis- discover before. Only because you took the time to re- redo it, to go back over it, and you didn't quit. That's oh gosh, that's the other thing. People like to quit. Because the reason I said it is, please allow me this rant real quick. Go for it. My, my best friend refuses to watch this show because he thinks oh. it's a kiddie show. And I've been trying for years, years to get him to commit to watching the show. I've even told him to watch the last episode of the last season just so you can understand what it all was about. He 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 refused. And so I I am y'all forgive me, but I hate him for that. <laughs> <laughs> I love him, but I hate him for it. Because this is a great show. But I get it, though. I get it. Because, again, he and I, we're the same age. And so that's why he see it as a cartoon. And I'm like, this is not a cartoon. This is not a cartoon. It looked like one, but it's not. And, yes, it say Nickelodeon, but it ain't. It ain't. Yeah, so I just pray. Man, it's... It's true. I'll, well, I'll pray for you because, you know, I experienced something yes. similar where like I love Lord of the Rings, right? I'm a big Lord of the Rings nerd, but I get when people are like, I'm not mm-hmm. really into that. I get it. You know what I mean? Or I'm a big, I love Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Someone's like, I'm not really my thing. Yeah, I get it. Um, but when I've, I, that's a unique thing where I think even in my own, where someone's like, I refuse to watch Avatar because I have, multiple, and I'm like, why? Like, just watch it. Just give it a chance. If you just watch, like you said, whatever choice episode, I can't imagine anyone not enjoying it. Um, and that that might just be a me, be a me problem. But um, it seems like it's a lot it's a of them other. It's, it's a them problem. It's a it's a, it's a them problem. That is Thank not you. me. Thank you. <laughs> that You're is not, not me. Yeah, no, not here. Not here in this area, yeah. this circle. You're <laughs> we speak truth here. Yeah, that's true. So, listeners, uh, if you uh, if you don't watch it, you're wrong. So, yeah, there's your. Uh, we just we just decided to gaslight you. Um, you're welcome. Yeah, we, did. we did. We did. Yes. yes. But also go watch it because it'll change your life. Um, it will. It will. If you give it a chance and, and just just be open to it. Yeah. No doubt. So we we've we've touched on this. So we the world of Avatar is both lighthearted and heavy, right? Um, it's a cartoon as well as it's so much more than that. Um, and I think that a lot of that comes from the depth of the characters, right? We even spent a lot of time with Sokka. He feels he's so complex and he grows in that complexity. And I think that's true for every character. They're not just like this um, pigeonholed stereotype, right? Now, they, they may carry some of those with them, but they transcend those, um, you know, type of characters and just they feel so real um like you said their backstories their their loss their wins their their love their lack of love what have you um as well as the world right we've got not just a um you know a geography or whatever but we have this history um and we have this draw into it so you know from that i think that's where part of what draws us into this to the show. Um, but do you think that the avatar has 
the potential to have a longstanding popularity that other fantasy IPs have like Harry Potter's or Lord of the Rings um, and why or why not? Yeah, I think it has the potential for it. It's not there yet. Yeah. But as time goes on, like we've got that new movie coming out. We've had comics for years coming out. We had Korra come out. Like we've already set up a precedent in the show and its sequel that time moves forward and a new character can meet new threats. And it doesn't have to be what happened in the original. And your mileage may vary on how things happen in Korra. Like I don't like everything, but I love Korra still. Oh, yeah. Like I. I can only imagine uh, what's next up on the docket, an earthbender. Yeah. How could that be done as time is advanced from the legend of Korra to the legend of whoever we have next? And then we have an airbender after that because, uh, well, yeah, I won't talk about how that can happen now. Yeah. I just know it'd be a firebender after that. And we'll get to that later on. Oh, yeah. So, so I'm, I'm with you, Christian, that it has the potential. It does because um the 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 evolution of this again and and i please and i really forgot when this show came out i had to look it up and i was like in 2005 that's when i got married (laughs) i got married in 2005 um but i was still watching the show um every week because it was a good show um and and this this the the way that I, and I have to give it to I have to give it to the, the creators, Nickelodeon and the producers. They 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 forgive me for saying this, but I'm, I'm gonna say it anyway. They made a hiccup with Cora. I'm gonna say it that way. They made a hiccup. Um, they tried to fix it, um, but I think they made a hiccup with Cora. I think Cora Cora. I don't know what Cora was not. Anyway, anyway, I'm not gonna say. But anyway. But but Christian talked about how time is moving forward. And the thing about this show is that you see how everything ever grew and evolved to I, I don't I'm trying to be respectful, but I'm gonna just say it anyway, that you have earthbenders who are spewing metal <laughs> cables in the legend of Korra. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's the evolution of this, that that's, that's the magic and the draw that then you end up with pre-colonial Japan type world to a um, post-industrial world in Japan type deal. Like that's the type of evolution that we're talking in. Like that is, that is, fascinating to think how you can create and keep the still the 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 integrity the legacy and the the draw of this to where you are now being able to do another movie and and the live action series that netflix is picking up and and hopefully we do get a another cartoon where there's a airbender i mean a a, a earthbender that would be awesome especially if we know they can now metal bend yes and there's a whole metal city yes so yeah so but but on the flip though the the other thing is that you have a lot of folks who only see avatar the last airbender as a cartoon and because they view it as just a kiddie cartoon and it and it does look like that. It does because it's Nickelodeon. Um, but it ain't. It ain't. It ain't it. The only the only thing they don't have is blood. Okay. Yeah. The only thing they don't have is blood. Everything else. If you want some good fight scenes, you want some some like awesome power and display of some magic or some some thought provoking um, life situations. Oh yeah, watch this show. Like this 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 thing can and will. I. Because they have, and again, I'm, I'm going back to, I, I believe that the Legend of Korra was a hiccup. I ain't going to say it's a mistake. It's a hiccup. But they learned from it. And they're going back to what they knew and they did well. And I believe that this is what can make this show have a lasting stay like the other IPs. Yeah. I, you know, both of you, I think I agree that it has potential. Because it's, it's obviously proven itself that people want to spend time 
in the avatar verse right you know i brought up lord of the rings and harry potter because you know we lord of the rings is over right there's no more content coming out there's adaptations right but you know those books are going to be the same people return to them and reread them um every year just about and we've got harry potter that also kind of i mean it's a little different because we've got movies and we've got new content coming out but the the book series will always be the same and people return to it very similarly um and has developed their own fan cultures around both and avatar has a has a very strong fan base and has um cosplayers and all those things too but i think you're right that avatar they they did something special the last airbender and I think Cora got somewhere lost in the weeds, especially towards the last season, in my opinion. Um, and I think that people stuck with it because they wanted to spend time. And there's great. I think the characters are there are great. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. The actual the the depths of the mm-hmm. characters remains true. But I think the writing and like what happens in the world and, you know, giant spirit robot thing very strange uh you know no spoilers uh you're kind of just like uh this is weird interesting okay um but but it makes makes sense hold on but it makes sense if you remember we in we in uh what is the post-industrial japan then we would have giant robots (laughs) you you know fair fair with the giant robots especially with the godzilla and uh what's his name what's it what is the guy's name the um Oh, he's he like fights the kaiju monsters. He's Japanese. He's got like the metal Ultraman. Ultraman, Ultraman yeah, Ultraman. Yeah. Um, yeah, no <laughs> doubt, no doubt. Uh, <laughs> but I think, like you said, with the new stuff coming out, will they prove themselves to write something that draws people back into play? And will they have to keep doing that, or will something like Avatar: The Last Airbender show be something that'll just be the same that everyone will return to in the future? Um, and I guess we'll, we'll get to see that develop, uh, live as uh, stuff decides to come out, which is exciting. Um, it is. yeah. So last question, uh, because this is, I think the most pivotal question for, uh, or maybe, maybe pivotal is the wrong word, but important question. That's probably what I meant. Pivotal is like a turn. Yeah. Just kidding. Sorry. Important question. Um, what type of bender would you be and why? Hmm. I wait, wait, can I, can, I, can I ask a qualifying question? Sure. Oh, good. Do that. Do that. Please. Are, are we just staying? Are we just staying in book one or are we in the whole Avatar universe? That's what I'm you, asking. You, the whole Avatar universe. You can be uh, you can be water, fire, uh, earth, air. And I'm not if you want to be Avatar, uh, you, you know, I'll, I'll allow that. You can be an Avatar uh, if you'd uh, like. Uh-uh. Uh-uh, oh, man, that's too much responsibility. It is. And I don't want that. I don't want that responsibility because I would kill everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot we've talked about this. I feel like Kino. Yeah, I feel like Kino has said multiple times that if he had the power, he would kill everybody. Yeah. Uh, if I don't have to be an air nomad specifically, I would choose airbending every day. Flight, transporting over long distances by myself. The versatility you get with airbending, like, I just love how over the show and over the sequels, we learn how it can be used differently. And it's like I said, it's so, what they're all really versatile in their own ways, if you know what you're working with, with those particular skill sets. But I think airbending alone, just, I mean, everyone wants to fly. Yeah. I'm going to fly. And my backup would be probably water bending. Gosh, it's hard to choose. Because uh, each each form, as we've learned, evolved. That that the forms don't stay the way that they were originally intended, but it do actually go back to the way they originally intended, which is interesting in of itself. Um, you know what? I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna call it audible, and I'm going to say I would rather be I would rather be the. Uh, the what's the the earth turtle the big turtle i would rather be the one to give you the bending lion turtle the lion turtle i would rather be the lion turtle to offer you the wisdom of your bending than to have that a bit because again i but i I am going to say to answer your question water bending i would want to be a water bender i would want to be a water bender uh only because you can manipulate water anywhere and i mean anywhere 
and we talking blood bending. Okay, who won't want to have the ability to do blood bending? Okay, okay. or to to, pr- to produce your own sweat and then to to bend that that you, no, just water bending. But I think I would want to be a lion turtle though, like like truly like like the, to just to give the wisdom and to knowledge just to say hey this is how you do it this is this is how you roll with it this yeah yeah i make a lot of memes and so i'm gonna find a picture of you and i'm going to put your head on a lion turtle <laughs> and i'm gonna send it to you so i'm just going to make you know the lion turtle it's gonna happen uh, if you I'm can find gonna- any pictures do you find any that can be your new avatar for the show. Yeah, I will. Please, please, <laughs> Kino, the, lion, the DBZ costume is gone. Forget the lion Goku. turtle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah. good. I'm a. I am also. I'm. I'm going to choose water bending. Uh, you know, I don't put a lot of stock in this, but like I feel it rings true. I don't really believe in zodiac signs or even like. Um, Enneagram or anything. I think they're very interesting and fun, but I am a Pisces. I'm also, my Chinese Zodiac is, um, it's a water rooster. And I am also, I was born on the coast of Florida. So like literally 10 minutes away from the beach. I love, like, that's my happy place. Um, Mm. I'm a, I'm a nine, which is like basically very flowy kind of imitates the other numbers. And so I, and I've, really enjoy just i've been a very go with the flow guy and so water bending in that way um and if i needed to um you know i've got the moon on my side and water bending's kind of op like i said there's there's lots of things you can do with water bending um that's a lot to make you, you yeah she pulled mm-hmm. the water out of the plants do you hear me yeah she yeah. pulled mm-hmm. the water out of the plants <laughs> <laughs> I mean, humans are what, what? What percentage of water are we? I mean, you could just end somebody, 70, you know, 70, you just end yeah. somebody, which I wouldn't want to. But if, if I was in a situation where I was in a war yeah. with a nation, I could end somebody. Um, it's, it's, well, that's why we can trust you with the power and not Kino. Yeah. <laughs> blood bending. Blood bending. Blood bending. Okay. <laughs> Everybody's nearly taking a knee. Okay. Everybody's taking a knee. uh i love it uh so we we've covered a lot of ground and a lot of good stuff um i love how happy this show makes all of us um so is there Mm -hmm. anything that we want to we want to touch on before we go i'm good this has been fun this has been awesome yeah this has been great i think all of us can uh unite in saying watch the show or you're wrong um, yep. but in, in, in a joking way, but in all seriousness, if you haven't checked it out, check it out. It's, it's very enjoyable. Um, and I think it'll improve your, your nerdy, uh, experience. Um, but yeah, before we go, uh, let's move on to some recommendations. Um, anybody, Christian, what have you, what, what have you got to recommend to our, our listeners? Yeah, sure. Uh, this run just ended. It was Chip Zdarsky's daredevil run he did with Marvel. He's been there for several years. He had the Devil's Reign event as well. This, if you want to know who Daredevil is as a character, this would be a, a good enough starting place. There's going to obviously be continuity. You're not going to know if you're just getting in there. But I think it's enough for you to understand what's going on. He shows respect to Spider-Man that hasn't been shown for years by the main writers as well. It's a shame he doesn't want to write Spider-Man, but if I had to deal with that editorial, I would say no too. But his Daredevil, his Elektra, and her run as Daredevil too – uh, magnificent, well worth checking out. Mm, I love it. I love it. Check out, go check out that Daredevil run. Uh, Kino? Yeah. So I was trying to remember. Um, I was I was watching this the DC the the evolution of DC Comics documentary docu series on Max. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, I'm I'm not a comic I'm not a comic book fan. Um, I'm not, and I've been trying to. Um, listen to Will's recommendation because he told me about that one comic about the um, the Star Wars, um, and there's some more comics that I've been looking at. And so I, I would recommend if you're not like me, if you're not a comic book fan, because I love to watch anime. I just do anime and I dabble, just dabble in manga. Dabble, don't 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 ask because I, <laughs> I dabble. It's literally just just one. I just read one. No, two. I'm sorry. I take that back. I read two, two series. Um, but, but the, the DC comic, um, 
documentary on Max series was actually eye-opening. I didn't know all, I knew, you know, about Superman and all that stuff, but I didn't know all the stuff that went into the comics. And even though we had stories and, and discussions about it, just to see it again and hear it again and and to see how, gosh, comics struggle. And and here's the, here's the shameless plug. I realized why I'm watching it. Because my kid can draw and he actually wants to do comics. So I'm trying to get into what he's into as well. Because he has, gosh, he, and he, he does not get it from me because I cannot draw a straight line. Um, um, but that's what he's into. So I would recommend the 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 DC docu series on DC Comics. I'm on the Max on the Max docu series on DC Comics. That's what I recommend. Ooh, I like it. Uh, I need to get Max. I don't have it. I tend to uh, you know find alternatives for watching stuff, but maybe I shall do the same <laughs> for that uh, for that docu series. Um, I'm a. I just no, no. Wait. So let me say you got you got to find friends to share. You gotta find yeah. friends to share. That's that's you 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 say, hey, this is mine. What you got? Yours. Just this this find friends to share. That's all. <laughs> Ooh, we talked about being in isolation. You know, and Avatar's bad. Find some friends. Share your yeah. uh, share share your goodies, uh, your logins. Uh, I love that. Um, you know, I've I've recently I started my first year as an English teacher, and I had to revisit. I've been revisiting things I haven't read in a long time, and so I just finished Lord of the Flies. And uh, it's such a good book, um, you know, and just have been visiting some of the things we considered Western classics. And I think no matter what, a lot of people are like, those are boring or they're outdated. Um, and ultimately, most of the stuff is pretty good literature. So I would recommend go, go to Lord of the F- Flies. And uh, if you like reading, go back to the classics, man. They're, they're a reason they're classics. They're good. Um, even if you, if, you, if you read them to love them, if you read them to hate them, uh, they're they're good for all of those things. Um, so that's what I recommend. But yeah, there's a reason you were forced to read them in middle school and high school. No. Now read them as an adult. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, on your own. Yeah, once you pick up those subtleties, like Kino was saying, when you return to something, you can bring uh, bring those adult eyes, and uh, you know your lack of innocence, uh, you know, deepens your experience, whether good or bad. Uh, so there you go. It does. It does. Um, so. Uh, all of our listeners, thanks for joining us, um, benders and non-benders alike. Uh, you, if you want to hear more content like that, you can uh, find Systematic Ecology on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, on Podbean, and all, all those other things. Uh, you can find our YouTube channel where we do awesome stuff. Um, Christian has a lot of awesome, cool stuff on there. You can watch him on their stream. Um, and uh, we've got Instagram and Twitter where you can find us, Systematic Ecology. Um, and just, uh, we also have a Discord community. So if you want to, you know, send us a little money our way, hang out with us on the internet as well. You can get bonus episodes and things like that. Um, so anyway, we have lots of nerdy content for all of the geeks. Um, but anyway, I just wanted to say thanks for joining us. And remember, we are all a chosen people, a geekdom of priests. This was an Anazao Ministries podcast. If you enjoyed this show and would like to learn more about our network, be sure to check out the Anazao Ministries podcast network.